Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Preaching to the Choir podcast with your host, me, Jen Randall. Today's guest is Eric Taylor. Eric is the director at Decatur Elite Energy, which is formerly Eisenhower Elite Energy Show Choir, which you may remember when they were affiliated with only Eisenhower High School. But it is now what I like to call a conglomerate show choir, meaning that it it takes students from multiple high schools in the area and combines them into one group. This is a question I get asked a lot when talking with directors who feel like maybe they can't field an entire competitive group out of just their school. So Eric talks a lot about today how that works for him and his singers. Uh, I also ask him a lot about tone quality and the style with which his kids sing because I think that he's a master at making sure that the sound we're hearing matches the original content and that's there's something a lot of us can learn from that part of the discussion today. And then Eric also talks with us about being a black man in competitive show choir. There are not very many black or people of color who are directors in show choir and so that is an interesting component to our conversation today. So I hope you guys get a lot out of my discussion with Mr. Eric Taylor. Preaching to the choir. But before I go any further, I want to make sure, like, we talk about how you and I have actually met each other. We do know each other, yeah, uh, which is not always the case. So you and I met at SCA, which would have been... Um, my first year was 2016, the summer, no, the summer 15. Okay, mine was 16. So, like, I met you. So it was 16, yeah. Were you the first year? Was that your first year there, too? Yeah, it was my first year, so that was 16, yes. Yeah. We were babies together, that's right, yes. Okay, yeah. so, yes, 2016, and um, at Illinois, not at SEO Ohio, at Illinois. Um, and was that the year that we did cheerleader in the teacher show and the closer? Do you remember that madness? Did yes. you have to stunt anyone? Was that No, I did not I am not the stunter. <laughs> I just have vivid memories of like Martez and I on the back row, like stunting somebody. I'm trying to remember who it was that was like we were putting them up in the air and all this. It was it was so I, great at the time. I look back and I'm like that was crazy dangerous. Like <laughs> it was every because I think that's the start of um you know the teacher show is like okay we're about to take this thing up a notch and we're throwing everything we can to the teacher show the whole kitchen sink in the teacher show yeah, yeah which is kind of fun and I I mean. I love I love a novelty number, so like I'm here for right. that actually on some level. Um, well, for people who don't know you though, uh, the first question I always ask is if you can kind of describe your path to becoming a show choir professional. So like becoming a choir director, but also then like how did you actually end up as a show choir professional? Um, I started. I actually did show choir myself, um, starting in middle school and uh, and and on through high school, but. We what were not school? a competitive oh, okay. um, Grenada High School in Mississippi. Got so I'm it. a Mississippi girl. Um, and nice. you know, that's a big area for show choir. Okay, now what area of Mississippi is that? Is that the Delta or is that up higher in the middle of the state? Grenada is about uh, 45 minutes from the Delta. Okay. Where uh, there's like one foot in the Delta. We really yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I did high, um, high middle school and high school show choir, but we, we were not competitive. Uh, and now... Grenada High School show choir is huge. But when I was in it, girl, we had like handheld mics. It was like 14 of us, one hand yes. choreography turning. And, that, and that, that was the type of thing. But we like focused on vocals a lot. Yep. There was choreography. But um, that that was my show choir experience. We would always go to uh, 
you know, go down to Clinton and watch, you know, yeah. freak the show with Attaché. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was really my first time getting a big dose of what show choir, com- you know, competitive show choir really totally. looks like. Yep. And that area now, so you were were you anywhere near like Petal and Hattiesburg and all that area? Because that's a pretty hot. That's more area. south, because okay. um, that area is about south of Jackson. Because you know, in Jackson, right. you have that whole hub, um, yes. uh, that show choir community. Yeah. So we're and um, we're about what, two hours north of Jackson in that area. Oh, okay. All right. So yeah, that makes sense. I, I can picture that in my head. I've driven to Gales, so I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. so you know, yeah. So I've gone across from Texas into Jackson and boop, straight down. That's the way I've gotten there. I've also done the version of that route where I go south and go through New Orleans to come back up. Oh, that's the better route. It's <laughs> way funner. That's for yeah. darn sure. Yeah. Um, I was not prepared for the swamps that you have to drive through when you do that. You know what I'm talking about? Like the like Baton Rouge and that back way there yeah. as you're leaving, like where it's like the trees are coming out of water and like the water is right at the edge of the interstate. I'm like, this is this is how I die. Like it's right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like small town after little town. Yes. I'm in town. I'm right there. Yes, yeah. exactly. And it was really actually really fun to do it once. But I I don't know that I need to do that again. I think I'm just going to stick with my Jackson route next time I go to do that. Okay. So you guys did not compete. And like you said, you, they are now competitive, which I feel that mine was the same way. I missed it. So. Yeah. And, um, and so I went to, I guess going to college, um, I knew I always wanted to do music. I was going to do music as a minor and my major was going to be interior design um, at Delta State University. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've driven through it once. Yeah, that's, that's that's all I have to say about that topic. <laughs> but um, yeah, I went to college there. I was going for interior design, okay. and two weeks before or- orientation, the orientation director called me um, and said, "Hey, we're kind of moving the interior design program into more of a fashion merchandising." And oh. I said, "Well, that's not the route I kind of want to do." Those and I said, same. "Okay, I'm a I'm a music major. I'm going full in. I'm <laughs> going, you know, the whole." The whole gamut of it and that's how i guess you know i guess an education started yeah. but even back in high school um i played organ for my church i started in ninth wow. grade like as a, a, a freshman in high school i was responsible for the service like the music of the service yeah um and i grew up church of god in christ kojic okay. yep um, if you know anything about that it's um a lot of call and response things yes, i was gonna say um, yeah. no no hymnals we would have a thing called testimony service now testimony service is when you get up and you you know tell um what the lord's done for you that week and usually you'll leave with a prayer and a song okay and someone in the congregation will get up and sing a song i mean pop up sing a song and you had no idea what key they're about to you know what i'm telling you jennifer you had no idea and i'm on the organ and you just go you roll with oh my gosh i know you can't see my face y'all but this is like blowing my mind (laughs) i love on some level i love everything about that like because it's it's more about playing by ear than i would assume like and you obviously you read music because all of us do but like that do you feel like you that's really one of your skills is that you play well by ear I play well by ear and I, um, and like chordal structure, like that's kind of helped yep. me. And, and even when I got to college and um, theory, that helps me even more. Like For sure. I would, I could just see stuff and I started, you know, I can hear it. Then I started writing. Well, you like, real life everything. understood the functionality of everything. It's yes, not theoretical. Yes, it was, like you've actually played it and lived it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it's, just imagine a freshman at the organ and I'm just praying, um, please don't have, don't sing anything in A, B, or E. Like, please, like, please don't. Uh, please don't. <laughs> Ma'am, I know this is your story, but please sit down and pick a different key. <laughs> 
So that's um and that's a lot of pressure at fourteen. That's a lot of pressure. I was at we were at church all the time. Yeah, yeah. Either I was at church, um, school, show choir practice. Um, Mm -hmm. That's what I did, or or band practice. um, That's what I did. What do you play aside from from piano? um, Tuba. Really? Yes. Yes. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. um, just imagine me all of 120 pounds in high school. That, that is a large instrument for you to have to carry around on yeah. your frame. <laughs> I did that and I um, was also a drum major, you know, the high school and college band. Yep. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you have that full gamut of the musical background. Yeah. So it's not really surprising that you decided to do a music major. Like, do you look back now and go, I don't know why I wasn't doing that all along? Or do you ever mourn the loss of like interior design in your life? No, um, I, I love decorating. Um, I, People used to pay me to decorate, you know, do their Christmas trees. Like I love decorating homes, but um, I look back at it now. I wouldn't change. I wouldn't, you know, change anything. Because sure. you know, anybody who went through music ed, you're taking overload of hours. You're taking 19 plus two. Like, why are we doing this to ourselves? Yeah. But it, but it just says something about you know that you're passionate about it and and that you're willing to stay the course because you feel you're called to educate kids and you feel like this is something that you want to do. Absolutely. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything about it. That's good. Cause sometimes I know people who will, you know, like they change that path and then they feel regret, but I don't find that ever to be the case really with music ed people. I think that, you know, if you change to it, you're so grateful that that's the decision you made. Mm-hmm. This is like a calling more than just like a job, you know, I it feel really like. Is. Absolutely. Okay. So I have a couple other prompt questions, but I really want to just be able to give you some time and some pl- and a platform to have a, an honest conversation with me about mostly your experience coming mm-hmm. up as a music educator and then now as, as, as a show choir professional, as being a black man in that universe. Because, at, you know, as you and I were texting the other day, like, it's a largely white male dominated field. So, I mean, I, yeah. I would guess that you probably have... Some thoughts on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I came when I first um, moved to the Midwest. Right. Um, it was about five years ago. I just finished my fifth, sixth season with uh, Elite Energy Show Has Choir. It's been that long already. It's yeah. been that long. Okay. It's been that long. So um, it, it goes by quickly. It does. You know, when we talk about race yeah. and we talk about things, um, sometimes we don't want to say we're stirring the pot. Sure. I, at that, if, if you could put a title on this podcast, it would be called Stirring, <laughs> Stir stirring that pot. Episode, Stirring the Pot. This uh, episode is Stirring That Pot. <laughs> stirring the Pot. But let me tell you, like, I, I cook too. And if anybody who cooks, um, if you're going to get a pot out, we're about to make, you're about to make something with ingredients. With a lot of, you're not getting the frying pan, the skillet, you know, the saucepan. Yeah. You're taking a pot out. Because we can't, we intend to put something, yes. a lot of ingredients in that. And so we're putting it to the fire. We're starting off, if you're going to do a roux or, or like a soup or something, you're going to start off with the Holy mm-hmm. Trinity. You're going to have your, you know, your onion and celery and, and bell pepper, you know, Holy just Trinity. Hungry. Yes. Yeah, just hungry now. <laughs> but anything, you put all your ingredients in the pot, whatever you have. And things that are at the bottom are taking the heat constantly mm, taking yes. the heat and that's kind of what's happening in our society right now with the black lives matter movement yeah. like people people at the bottom have been taking the heat for so long and if you don't stir the pot what happens things at the bottom get burned and you taste what you've made and guess what it's bitter it didn't taste good you don't want to serve to anybody and if you're not stirring the pot 
That is it, an incredible it, analogy. I I love that. <laughs> That's so smart. But you're 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 putting again. You're just putting people at the bottom under constant heat. And before we could, and I know we were talking on the show choir side of it, mm-hmm. um, and also with the social justice side of you're it. Welcome to talk about that side. Yeah, you have to just realize that people have been taking the brunt of things for a long time. And I know, and I know, am no way shaming anybody or or saying um, don't support certain things, mm-hmm. um, but. You have people. You make your posts. You you you're tweeting things. You're mm-hmm. Facebooking things. You're Snapchatting things. That's great, you know. But your posts are not what's going to solve the problem. For sure. Yeah. Can post all day. Um, it's just like gun control. Um, your thoughts and prayers. Your thoughts and prayers yes. are yeah. not. It, your posts are like thoughts and prayers. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you going to do to? We don't need you to make a post. We need you to post up. And take action when it's your time. Yeah. You need when it's your time to do so. Um, I'll just talk about the, I guess, show choir side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to, I can tell you, I went to school in Mississippi Delta. Right. In the school that I went to, Delta State University, is it's in the heart of the Mississippi Delta. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, I've never, I've never one time felt any discrimination um, towards, I've, I've never felt that. I never felt someone was you know looking at me because of the color of my skin or okay. because of who I was but um I felt that in show choir Jennifer I felt yeah. that I felt that you know in show choir um and and you it's not that you I feel it but you see it yeah. um just small things we'll, people have had this discussion about you know um our girls like putting putting them in different color tights and things like those are yes. things that you don't think about and just like black hair. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I tell my kids uh, elite energy is a cluster of, you know, of, of mm-hmm. all of different types of um, races and culture. And it's very, you know, representative of the city of Decatur yeah. in our community. And I, I remember getting there and the girls are, are my black girls said, are we going to have to do our hair like this? I said, what do you mean? To me, we can't, can we wear our braids? I said, yeah, you can wear your braids. Yeah, like what? Like what? Yeah. I'm like, that's your hair, but you don't think about it. Um, and it happens a lot in the South. Um, we, you know, everybody wants the show choir bump or wants yep. you know, that look um, for, you know, for all girls, but you're telling our black girls that no, you can't you can't do that and and especially if you don't know for the black community especially for um females um their hair is a really big part of who they are yes. and you're actually somebody to change who they are um versus somebody if you say okay i'm gonna get my hair colored today that's no big deal you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we the exact thing you're talking about there with the show choir part of that especially with those women like i know i myself have been guilty of that i can remember I think I'm trying to think about I have a specific student who I had a conversation with about this and she was the one who really like made me stop and go I literally hadn't thought about that because I was having her wear um, hose that were like I would always put my girls whether they were like the fairest you know like redheaded young lady or you know I have in Texas of course a lot of ladies who are Hispanic I would have them all in like a, a suntan pantyhose color right and I can remember this young lady coming to me and being like you know I want to wear can I wear like my color of hose? And my initial reaction to her was like, well, no, it needs to be uniform. Like it's going to be strange if it sticks out. And you know, this was maybe about seven years ago. So it hasn't been that long that this has really been for me something I was like, Oh, 
okay and she took the time to go okay but I need to explain something to you when you're doing that and I was like okay that hadn't really occurred to me at all that I was subconsciously being like hey um, your skin tone is not appropriate for stage. Is basically what I was saying to her on some sure. level. Yeah, because you look on top if you have their arms out. And yes, we're still seeing her arms like, and her face. Like, like, what was I doing? Obviously, we can see that she has this lovely skin tone, and why am I trying to change that for her? Which then brought up for me the question of the shoes, which had not also even occurred to me until that point, which was, yeah. okay, now wait. When I went to go look online, I was like, now I can't find character shoes that are anything other than this tan color. And again, this was about seven or eight years ago. So I think there's there's more availability, but it's still really hard to find. How do you how do you handle that with your young ladies? I say the the biggest thing I do is the tights. Um, the shoes are not a big big of an issue to me. Mm-hmm. We use character shoes, but we don't use char- um, character shoes that often, but they have sure. a pair. Um, um, but I, I think that's um, pretty much uniform like a shoe, but yeah. like as far as tights, you know, if, that's skin on skin and that's sure. going to make make a big difference to me and like with the hair issue just think about that mm-hmm. you have um, a young lady who's like worried oh well i have to go buy hair right or like that's the extra expense that you that, that people really don't think about yeah. like i have to do a, there's a lot of magic that happens like the night before and i know that's for any girl like for show choir you, they're going to sure. get ready but um if you have to if you have if you're having to put on extra hair just mm-hmm. so you're in compliance and um, with what's going on, that's just a lot of unnecessary extra work. It really is. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't care who says differently. It's, it's just unnecessary. Um, if they, there's a lot of young ladies who have, um, you know, longer hair sure. or um, can do it more naturally. But, but at the end of the day, like what, what is it really hurting? Like, what is it? Re- what are you really trying to accomplish? Well, and it goes back to, it makes it feel like it goes back that tradition to a time when it probably was predominantly Caucasian girls that were in show choir. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because if you think about the locations and the schools where it started, um, you know, and I don't know for sure, I shouldn't say that. I need to go back and do a little bit more research. But, um, but it makes, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. I could see how that was probably part of the deal. And then, of course, in the Midwest, the upper Midwest as well, um, as someone who, you know, I graduated from high school in Nebraska, for example, right? Um, I think I had maybe two. Um, people of color in general in my class and not just black, but Hispanic. And um, so I wasn't seeing that reflected in my school building. And so it felt like, okay, well, it didn't even occur to me that we would need to include that in our thought process, you know, when we're making plans and like, how do you wear your hair, all of that stuff, you know, and I think some people are still just working in that antiquated thought process because they either grew mm-hmm. up that way or when they started teaching, it was that way. Right. Um, or they think this is what wins competition right. or they think this is what I need to do to check that those boxes off on the judges sheet, you know? Right. And, yeah. and honestly have, well, and I'm going to ask it. I mean, I'll go ahead and ask you, have you ever had, any sort of interaction with judges related to any of that where you felt like they made a comment or they stepped off to the side and said something that you were like, oh, that's that's really, really backwards. <laughs> Not with um, attire, but I've I've um, found with other things, um, you know, captions or um, plots on the um, vote on the uh, score sheet. Take yeah. choreography, for instance. Um, if you you're doing a pop number mm-hmm. and you and you you have the kids like doing it like this tap okay tap choreography to it and as a judge what are you going to say you're going to say hey that doesn't fit the style of the song right, right. That's, sure you're going to it doesn't fit the style but why 
but when it comes to vocals, there's a problem with that. Oh, we expect yes. everything to be we expect everything to be Western European vocals <gasps> on, on everything. Like that's crazy. So you want um, a pop number, you want a show tune, you want um, um, a rock number, you want um, a gospel, but you want everything mm-hmm. to have the same vocal techniques. Mm-hmm. But you're contradicting yourself when you go to the um, choreography sheet. Yeah. Because I guess, is that all you know? I don't know. Is that is that is that what you know? Yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I know you can't see us, but I'm hitting my nose with my finger. Yeah. I mean, that's is that all? Is that what you know how to do? That's so you, the bottom line in most cases. Is that that is what they are comfortable in, and yeah. so that is what they are comfortable judging. And I think that we're getting to a better place with that. Honest, I think so. From what I'm seeing, anyway, on panels, I think that I'm having yeah. less of that kind of concern when I'm sitting on a panel, going, "Oh." goodness that person is not understanding the point of this song being sung mm-hmm. in that way or with that placement of that um uh sound or that shape of that vowel or whatever so i think it is that part is getting better but slowly it feels slowly. like it's really yeah. churning along because we, as a direct as show card directors we we can all if you're listening right now i can play the game raise your hand if you ever said well i'm not going to that competition because i don't know that judge won't like us we've all we've all done it oh you yeah know, oh everybody- yeah I, I say that I say that too, but I'll also have to look. Well, I'm not going there because I find that a certain judge might, you know, be biased towards me racially. Oh wow, yeah. That's the feeling. That's that's a feeling that I because I because I'm exposing my kids to this. Yeah, you know, who kids who look like me and who are people of color too. Who you know. I'm exposing well, them to say, that. What is your school demographic like as far as the breakdown goes? You do I know you have a lot of black children. Um, yeah, um, and you know we don't, um, our school. You know, Elite Energy is like five hundred one c three or nonprofit, right. so we're not. Um, we have five different schools. That yeah, we're kind yeah, of not the school, quote unquote, but like school. the community. Yeah. Yes, the community. Like it's, um, I would say about sixty percent. You know, mm-hmm. um, black. You know, African American students. Um, we have. A lot of Hispanic students, a lot okay. of biracial kids, and um, Caucasian kids, of course. Okay. Um, but I would say the majority of my, our kids are, are, are black kids. Well, I, and that's yeah. what I felt like from having seen you guys perform. I just mm-hmm. I didn't want to put those words in your mouth if that was wrong. But but yeah, I mean that's how much of that when you're thinking about that racial bias on on some panels that you're afraid or an area you may be worried about going to. Are you worried about specifically your interaction with those people or what they may think about you and your choices with all that? Or is it more about what they may say about the kids on stage or? No. And um, whether they, whether people say, well, I don't see race, but if you're seeing, Ugh. you know, don't say that. Don't, I have don't. just learned that in the last five years. I will tell you, Eric, but I finally learned that and went, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I was saying that as long as it was. Will you, will you share with some people why that's not what we say just in case they are still saying that? Um, we say don't I don't see race. It's not that we don't see. We're, we, I see when I look at you, Jen. I see you as a woman. I see that too. Yeah. I see that you're a lot of things. Like your race doesn't. It's not defining you. Right. But um, it also is a part of who you are. Exactly. If, and if you say you don't see race, well, you don't see who you don't. You're not seeing a part of me. Absolutely. And you're you're dismissing you know a part of me. Mm-hmm. I'm who I am. But you just and it's it's just ignorant. Really. I had somebody say to me. Uh, they explained it to me in this notion of like, well, you wouldn't, you, nobody would look at you and be like, well, I don't, I don't see parenthood on you. Mm. Like, 
what a weird thing to say to someone. Like you would take away a huge part of my identity if you didn't see the fact that I had children and recognize that and understand that that's part of who makes me what I am. And, and the best that was sitting, sitting, standing right there yes! with you. Yes. Hanging off me, like nursing a kid. And they're like, you're like, I'm sorry, you right. don't see my, what? <laughs> like, right. And that right. was a, that was a light bulb one for me when, when somebody said that I was like, Oh yeah, that's insane. Like, why would you say that? That makes no sense. It's kind of like the all lives matter thing as well, where, um, again, that's something I was guilty of in the past. Um, you know, a few years ago, I was like, oh, yeah, all lives do matter. And then very quickly, I had some super astute young ladies in my class who were like, can I talk to you about that? And and I was so grateful that they took a little time to educate this lady about that. And um, that, I think, has been interesting to watch in the zeitgeist in the last two weeks, really just watching so many people, I think, at least I feel that way. I feel like I'm watching more people come to that understanding um, of why we don't say that and why that's that's not the point of what's happening right now. Yes. Exactly. No one's exactly. saying your life doesn't matter. But this is who needs the attention right now. So, like, let's focus on that. It's not so much the attention, but it's like um, it's the the issue that hadn't been addressed. There you go. Yeah. And it, it, it just keeps get, gets keep covering up, just covering up, covering up, about, you know, just. We'll put this on this pile. We'll we'll deal with it with with it later. But um, as as, you, as we've seen in the last couple of weeks, you know, events are coming to a spearhead. Yeah. Um, but again, with my kids, um, I you know you just you don't want them, you don't want them label as the black choir yeah. when they when they when they come in and and that's one thing I, I like to pride myself on. We can we we do a lot of different types of music we, like yeah. music genres and. Um, and we've been telling the mess. I don't know if you've seen any of our shows in the past couple of years. But I, we, I was going to say, I think, it, was it two years ago you and I were at, was it Ankeny Centennial where we were together or Urbandale maybe? Urbandale, yeah. Okay, yeah, because I saw them the year we were at Urbandale together, which was been maybe two years ago, I think. Yeah, and those are beautiful shows. I love what you've been doing the last thank few years. You, thank oh, you. yeah, absolutely. And those are ways, like for me, artistically yeah. and through our kids, because we collaborate with what we're going to do with our shows to kind of get get our message out and kind of spread what you know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, not putting anybody down, or but it's you see you go to competitions and you'll see the same cookie cutter yes. show. You'll see this like you have you have twenty five to thirty minutes depending on where you're at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, to tell, exactly. Tell a story to tell something and. You have you have the opportunity to ch- you have the audiences of attention you have the kids attention right. to tell say something like what are you going to say what are you going to use your time to say and that's something I try I try to think about when when planning shows and programming I think that that is a valid statement no matter what we're discussing because so often I'll be watching something and think this is what you wanted to say. Right? Like, yeah, this, this is, is what, what you're spending your time saying, and I don't yeah. mean that in a rude way. I just am very confused by it sometimes. Like because we're here to we're here first of all to educate our kids. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, we can we can turn the radio on and play the latest pop song all yeah. day, and but what is that doing? What is that doing for our kids? What is that doing for your community? Yeah, yeah. What is that? Um, you just have to take a step back and just look at what what's really important here. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that everybody has to go out and take a social justice stand on that's yeah. that's not at all what I'm saying. Right. But what lessons are being taught? Mm-hmm. What 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 are we taking away? What are, what do you want the audience to feel when I go to a concert or I go to a Broadway show? Mm-hmm. I want to feel something. Absolutely. I want to I want to leave something and when um you know leave something with me. 
it's 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 an it's an important metric to what we do. You can't just leave emotion out of it entirely. Um, exactly. And and like you said, we don't need a four hundred social justice or coronavirus shows next year. No one's asking for that. <laughs> but um, but have you seen by the way on side note? Have you seen the meme where oh, it's like a video meme? I guess uh, maybe it's a TikTok where. I think it's Alex Wong who was on So You Think You Can Dance, uh, you know, like, I don't know, 10 years ago. And he was like, every contemporary dance solo at a competition in 2021. And it's like some girl in a mask and like really, you know, like, and like spraying disinfectant with a flex foot and like all of that. And I'm, I'm dying laughing. Going, yeah, that's I mean, so that's what we're not asking for. That's what we're not asking for. I've been I've just been waiting for like um, some music artists to come out with a heart-wrenching ballad that everybody's going to the do next anthem year. Like, i know <laughs> like we need we need our anthem we need the, that everyone family. will that five groups will do this year and then every middle school will do the year later <laughs> yeah that's the, that's the protocol that's how it works in our universe um i wonder too a little bit i was i was wanting to ask you this because again of course i don't have any I can't walk in your shoes, literally. That's not a thing I can do. Um, but I do know how I feel as as a woman in in a competitive show career because there aren't a ton of us that are directors either. Um, yeah. And also just um, even in music education, you know, as a high school director. Um, how has being a black man, do you feel like, shaped you as an educator? Like, what do you think that your perspective is maybe that's different or that's um, something that's an asset for you because of that? I really think um, the upbringing, um, I grew up with a single mom, um, Mm -hmm. you know, she raised three boys, that wasn't hard. My mom worked a lot. Yes. Yeah. several jobs to help take shout out to you sherry um (laughs) absolutely you know she's gonna listen (laughs) yeah for taking care of us and teaching us how you know to be men and you know men of intent um and i remember my first year at sea having an exercise um at the end where the teachers gathered in the circle and telling us why why we're here and i and what i said i said i'm here not you know because of myself because there are children my children, um, and there are children that you have in your show choirs to talk to other teachers yeah. who look like me, and they don't see that. Oh, they don't yeah. see our community. I said, and as a black gay male, I'm here to stand up yeah. to show them and say, hey, we can do this. Um, because you take camp, for instance, love it. SEA is probably one of the greatest tools for us and, sure. um, and for people um, who want to be involved in the show car. It shows so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but you look around, there are there are no people of color no. on the administrative staff, mm-hmm. on the staff, you know, on the... Um, I was going to say the actual staff. I'm staff. thinking about it as we're saying that, but I think that's true, yeah. We just did the 40th anniversary. Like I said, I'm no way um, saying anything, you know, dissing it, but it's 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 what it's what we see. And it's what I, it is what I see and what, you know, kids who, who look like me, what they see, um, they're, they're on the, the 40th anniversary, the... Um, the stage was filled with all the staff and you look, yeah. you're looking around like there's nobody who looks like me. Yeah. And that is, that is such an important thing to keep in mind for children, especially, and not that it doesn't matter mm-hmm. for adults too, but like we, we strive to become what we see we can become. And when you don't have somebody like you to look up to, they don't know that that's a possibility. They don't know that that's something for them. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's, and it's time that we, we, we change the ideas of what we can do. I've been asked before, um, like to accompany people to do things. And, and the, 
they've led off with, oh, you can read music, right? And I'm looking like, <laughs> yeah, they've, they've led, oh, you can read music, right? It's a very awkward question. <laughs> it's a very awkward question. You know, and again, and that goes back to stirring the pot, girl. I've been yes. told, well, you know, you can't say that, you know, you just, it might come back to hurt you and your group later on. I've been, t- I've been told things like that before. Yeah. I've been, um, Told we, to not stir the pot because it may come back on your kids later. Because it may come back on my kids. Can I ask how that was told to you? Was it in writing somewhere? Was it said to your face? Was it implied? Like, I'm just so curious. Oh, it was said directly. It was said directly. It was like, said I'm, directly to you. Directly said, oh, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, press the issue. Like, talk, if I talked about it later, you know, sure. at the end of the day, say, hey, this happened today. Well, and, you know, I'm going to say, well, you know, you can't say, you know, <gasps> you know, it's best to, it's best to, you know, I would Hush up. leave up. This, yeah, hush up, right? And I'm not the type of person to hush up about <laughs> about, about things, um, you know. And I and I'm, I'm grateful for you for the podcast, but like I have a like bigger question, like things that go because there's been a lot of like um, people who have you know started podcasts or starting conversations about things. Yeah. And my biggest question to people would be um, if the the current social climate was not happening um, as a black director, would I be invited on other things to talk about? to talk about other issues other than me being a black director. Sure. Cause I would say there's plenty of things that I could, you know, personally talk about or lead things on um, for our group. Like my group of the elite energy, we have a group of 30 kids mm-hmm. who, um, who win who, and who go out there and um, beat groups who are twice their size and win, and yep. win that. We can talk about local technique with that. I so we can talk about, you know, um, sewing techniques that I have or just different things like yep. that. My big, my biggest question out there, out there to people is like, why do we wait until, yeah. why do we wait until there's a black issue to bring black people in? I think the sad answer, and though you're not asking for an answer, I will give you my sad yeah, yeah, answer yeah, yeah. here. Just, yeah. um, is that I think we don't think about it. And that doesn't make it right at all. That's not what I mean when I'm saying that at all. But I think that people get comfortable in their bubbles, whatever that bubble is. Um, and it's different for everyone. And it it takes sometimes things like this being shoved in your face to go, right, right. I need to, yeah, why haven't we had this conversation? Why haven't we talked about this yet? And again, that's not in any way in defense. I'm very much mean that in a way that is not a defense of that no, behavior. It was but, a general statement, like yeah. for, any, for anything that's going on out there. Because yeah. you go to several judging panels, this old white man mm-hmm. that's gonna that's on, the, on your judging panel mm-hmm. uh, most of the time. That's gonna gonna be out there. Yeah. Uh, but when it's time for a, um, a jazz music seminar or a gospel seminar, okay, bring right. in the blacks, bring them in. Right. This, is, this is where they're appropriate now. Mm-hmm. That, and that's that's you know. I know there's there are people who will probably listen to this and say, you know, well, that's not necessarily true, but no, or that's your opinion. No, it's not an opinion. No, I this think that's true. Fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is this is this is a fact. Yeah. Um, and again, with the social movement that's moving on and the problem that we have in the country, mm-hmm. um, people are t- people of color. Not only people of color, but there's people, all people from walks of life coming together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, standing up for this. But mm-hmm. you're telling those people um, that. Their what their with their truths are not valid. Yeah, yeah. Their truth is not valid. That that's what's happening mm-hmm. in our country. Mm-hmm. It's been it's it has been a very interesting 
time to watch all of this mm-hmm. um, and and see, you know, and again, I have children myself who are my eldest is just turned 12. And so plenty old enough to be aware of what's going on, mm-hmm. plenty old enough to see what's happening and has some questions. And um, and we drove through Houston um, somewhere last week. And so part of um, the discussion on the drive was, OK, well, we're not going to drive through directly downtown because a lot of the streets are closed off. And he was like, why are the streets closed off? And we're like, well, because there are protests. Well, what are they protesting? You know, so it, it, we've had some conversations with him in the last week that I wouldn't have thought to have had, though I probably should have had with him around this age. And again, it just boils down to it's not something that impresses on my daily life personally. And so it's not something I think about. But you better believe that when I'm reminded, I pounce on those moments because I feel like that's God reminding me or that's a whatever you believe, higher power reminding you, okay, guys, okay, guys, come back to this, come back to this kind of thing. So I think we're having a come back to this moment right now, at least from my perspective. So I'll let you talk. Sorry, I'm blabbering on. (laughs) But all these things come back in and we don't realize that it bleeds into like our everyday lives, like yeah. it bleeds into the culture of show choir, it bleeds into other, yeah. other, it's not only show choir, it, this happens with, with, any, with, with anything. Yeah. Uh, like we, I go to a competition, we've been to competitions where me and my kids are the only people of color, right. you know, in the building. And I'm, um, you know, you can, you can lie and say you don't feel, you know, some type of way about it. I mm-hmm. mean, um, you try not to feel some type of way about it, but, but, but it's, it's underneath it's there. Cause you feel people, are looking and you feel people are judging sometimes. Can I ask, since that's not an experience that I feel on those days, is that, do you really think about like, is that something that happens through your subconscious throughout the day? Are you really aware of that thinking about it all the time? Like, I'm not thinking about it all the time. Um, it puts in the question, I, like competitions, like, um, you're, you're backstage and you're, you're telling, okay, we're setting stuff up and you're having a stage hand or like some, some dad or like some MC. I need to talk to the director. Like I'm right here. I remember in an instance where I'm sitting with um, a group of black directors. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not that many of us in the show choir world. And true. when we, when we, and we live so far apart when we see each other, we're going to, you know, get together and um, talk and, and just talk about, you know, what's going on and how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, how's your year going? Um, and when you have, somebody of influence in the show choir community walk by and look at you at the table and say, well, what's wrong with this picture? And we, yeah, exactly. And we just all look and we, we all, we we're just in shock and our mouths were just dropped. And like, what do you say? Do you make a scene at this very public place? Like, do you make a scene at this very public place? And they said, if we're making, if we make a scene, I promise you it will come back on us or come back on me oh, for to sure. make, to make me, look as if I'm I'm the one causing causing the scene or, or overreacting sure um to some also what would to, even be the point of saying that like, like I, right yeah like I have like I can't fathom like you let that come out of your what's mouth the thought yes that's the part yeah. that's almost more shocking to me is like what went through your brain that that was an appropriate statement to make to anyone under yeah. any circumstances yeah and it's just it, like people think they could just say what they want to. Um, just another instance. Um, I, I can go on for days because you just. Well, that's just you, sad, actually, that you could go on it's for just, days it's, about it's this. It's sad. Um, um, an instance from accompany someone because the accompanist who was prior, who was doing it prior, um, I guess wasn't given the right feel to it, and um, it was an R and B song. I guess okay. you want a little, 
a little bit more of a flair. Okay. And when you play it, um, and they ask you, well, can you read music? Or are you playing along? Or are you sure you're playing that right? And you just look. Okay, um, you asked me to do a service, and I, I, yeah. I'll help out with any with anything I can. But um, just to discredit, you just feel discredited or disvalued. Um, you know, then I take take a look back. You know what? That's just I, I don't know. I, I feel sorry for yeah. not for myself, but just sorry that um, that it that it really has it has to come to this. Mm-hmm. And you know, and that's another thing about not stirring the pot. Yeah. As we yeah. talked about, you, you just, you just, you, you just can't, or you, you're advised all the time. You're, you're, you just can't. Um, but at what point do we stop being quiet about instances and start actually stirring the pot? Because I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand. I understand the reason you were given that advice. I know why someone probably said that to you. I'm sure they thought they were being helpful because they didn't want you to have anything come back on you for you know, sharing your opinion. But at what point should we just, in a better way than it was shared with you, (laughs) share your opinion back, you know? Again, if we're all adults. Yeah, we're all adults. But again, in my um, on my side, it's not an opinion. It's a feeling of, 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 it's a feeling of you're, you're, you're coming at me in a way that's disrespectful, first of all. And you're coming at me in a way um, to belittle, because mm-hmm. um, even the things I've uh, again, I've instances where people are, are another director or like I make finals, my group makes finals. Oh, good for you! Ooh, super oh, good patronizing. For, like good, for, like a good for you. Uh, y'all really needed that, or some. You know, Ooh. it's just no. It's good for us because we're, we're about because we're about to just win this competition, or either we're <laughs> we're. You know, we because we we've put in the work yeah. and we're checking off things on the score sheet. It's not, yeah, good for us because we're 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 doing what we're supposed to do. Not good for us because um, we've made it here or we, we have some type of sympathy sympathy vote. Right. Uh, do you feel like that happens? I don't want to say that that's the majority of interactions, but how, I mean, how often are you feeling that that happens in a given season where you get have those types of interactions? Um, like I said before, like I grew up um, in the, I'm from the South. Right. I grew up, I went to school in the Mississippi Delta. Um, I would go out to a lot of the places, a lot of um, college functions, a lot of bars. I would be the only black person in, in, you know, a certain bar mm-hmm. or hang I've never, I've never felt um, discriminated against at all. But in the six years that I've done, you know, competitive show choir, Mm-hmm. At least once or twice throughout the season, I found myself in a situation where um, something was said or done, I think that was inappropriate. That's just way, way, way too often for you to have that answer. And especially as you were saying, you know, this is only year, what, six indicator yeah. for you. Like, that's yeah. just, no, that's that's too many times too many. But at I the same you- time, oh, there's there's so many advocates out there. There's so, there's, uh, there's so many people who've, help that I've, you know, I've talked to and who've, um, you know, are the biggest cheerleaders, not just saying because of race, just the biggest cheerleader for um, anything that's different and pushing the mold yeah. of what we oh, think, yeah. you know, is supposed to happen, mm-hmm. you know? I get that I have also experienced. So I definitely understand what you're saying. We do, we do have those people in our universe. This is not, you and I aren't having this conversation because we're saying that everyone 
Oh, yeah, exactly. Is this problem? Exactly. Um, but how many of us are being complicit to that type of behavior? Um, how many instances is this happening to someone else? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, because if it's happening to you this often, it's it's not like it's not probably also happening to other people. Um, exactly. And also, I think we do give give people who and again, I, I don't know who you're talking about. And I don't need to know who you're talking about in those instances unless later you want to tell me, but I'm not certainly going to put it on the podcast. But um because I don't know that that's productive, but I, I would say that I do think sometimes we do give a lot of leeway to people who have um, done this for a long time and have been yeah. around for a long time and influence. Yeah. 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 Taught a lot of years and we should absolutely respect experience and we should exactly. absolutely. I, and I know you're not saying that, but you know, there is, there comes a point where, um, where none of that matters, you know, <laughs> what level yeah. of what type of human being are you being, in the cafeteria, walking by a table of people. Exactly. I'm like I said, like we're, we're adults. Yeah. Like we're adults. And um, I was raised to to act a certain way and to, um, you know, respect um, my elders. Mm -hmm. But you know, when it comes down down to it, um, it's, it's it's time and it's time it's a time and a place and it's a point where we're at where we where it it, it can't be tolerated. No, gosh, no. And also, yeah. I was thinking as you were saying that, like. It goes back to, again, what are we modeling for our children? Like when they're seeing on both sides of that, if your students are watching or any student is watching you having to deal with that, there's that mm -hmm. part of the of the exchange. There are children watching that other adult saying those things. There's so much that they are taking in through that experience. Um, probably not what we'd want them experiencing. At a at an inclusive arts competition because that's what we preach. We're about. That's what we do. That's what that's what we're supposed. That's supposed to be the message. And for and for the most part, that is the message yeah. that's being conveyed. It is. But um. And again, yeah. a few bad apples. But as we've been discussing a lot again in the last couple of weeks, I think it's been a good discussion to have that a few bad apples is too many bad apples. Like yes. <laughs> <this> is, yes. <laughs> you can't just say, well, that's fine. They can stay over there. <laughs> that goes cool. back to, as we talked about earlier, stirring the pot when the stirring pot is not stirred. The, the soup tastes bad. The Wow. I'm so sorry that you have instances to share with us. That's unfortunate. But I think it's important that you share it with us because it's very eye-opening for a lot of us. I think that some people are walking through their competitive day very oblivious to the fact that that may be happening. And that's why I, I present the type of shows I do. That's why I present the type of just programming that I do to it. That's the way I speak out artistically mm -hmm. and um, have my voice heard. Mm -hmm. And that's and that's a beautiful and amazing way to do it. And again, you're showing your students so much by doing it that way as well. What else would you want to point out about things that you're seeing that maybe some of us aren't? And then I do want to talk about what are some things that we can do differently? What are some ways that we can can forward the conversation for us? So anything else that you're thinking like also this happens and you may not know that kind of thing? Not really. Um, I, I think um, for a little blanket statement, mm -hmm. um, we I think people are worrying about right now, like, am I saying the right thing? Am I doing the right thing to support? I think a lot yeah. of people are feeling like that. Like a lot of white people are feeling like that, to be honest. Yeah, for sure. That's what they're feeling like. Um, if, if you are, there are people who are walking the walk daily who are supporting um, um, people of color in, in the community. Mm -hmm. If continue to do what you're doing, continue to um, 
treat people with the same dignity that you want to be treated with. Mm -hmm. Continue to be compassionate um, Mm -hmm. towards people um, when 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 a cause is going on. Mm -hmm. There's no that thing that I say. I need you to do this in order for me to feel valid. I need you to do this. We we all need to be. We need to be a good person. Be good human beings. Sure. That's the that's um, the biggest message we want to you know take from this mm-hmm. is uh, it's about equality. Mm-hmm. What what do you want for yourself? That's the same thing everybody else wants. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. What do we do to help change the tapestry of show choir professionals in the next five to ten years? How do we encourage more black students and people of color to go into music education, which is admittedly a field that maybe is is more exclusive, so to speak, in some ways. Sometimes it's excluding of people, I think. Um, what can we do, do you think, as a community to help encourage that? I say go meet people where they are. Um, if I remember I came to, the, when I first came to Decatur, um, they had hired musicians and I said, I'm, we'll do, I want to do an all-student combo. Right. Um, I go to I play at a black church, but I visited different black churches around and just, you know, to kind of figure out where I wanted to go in the community. And I saw these young, young guys playing at church. Just I like said, you were, yeah. wait a minute. I said, they would look. I'm like, yeah, you're, you're amazing. You would yeah. be great in show choir. And yeah. they started telling their friends about it. Hey, this is something cool we like to do. And this brought in more kids. Go where people are. Don't be afraid to have conversations mm-hmm. um, with people of color and, and say, hey, would you like to come to a rehearsal mm-hmm. um, yeah. to, to see about just just small things like that. Um, if you want to get involved on a, on a bigger level, level, I'm sure there's like a YMCA or a Big Brothers, Big Sister Club. It doesn't matter if you're white or black, if you're after the help of child. Yeah. Um, volunteer for things like that mm-hmm. um i know we're dealing with things with the pandemic but when once things open up it's an election year yes. go into those yeah. impoverished neighborhoods canvas for you know do some campaign canvassing mm-hmm. you know make sure um people in the community are registered to vote mm-hmm. um go go out and and if, see a, if you see places in the community where areas can be cleaned up get people together to do that get your show choir together to do that yes do, yes do things like that help things that's going to do things that are going to help your community. Those are the type of things that are going to help rather than making a post. Post up. Post up. That's what you need to do. Uh, that Hashtag post up. That's, <laughs> I like that. We're selling that. That's happening. <laughs> but those are things that I think we can do. We just need to be, to make ourselves more present and mm-hmm. available to have conversations and to be, to be helpful mm-hmm. and to make sure that we're, um, that we have resources that are going to help all people, yeah. you know, color in your community, you know, in your in your choirs and community. Mm-hmm. I think people are listening, I think, right now. Like, I think we're actually having a moment where people are interested and wanting more information and listening. <laughs> and so people, you know, are not always ready to hear the, the gross, hard, bad thing, you know. And, yeah. and um, like I said, there'll be people, um, and I'll be honest with you, who are listening, who, who listen to this podcast and would have a neg- negative connotation to probably some of the things I've said. And I feel sorry for you mm-hmm. because um, you, you really have a personal problem. For sure. Uh, because these are experience. These are not opinions. Again, these are experiences yeah. and, and things that are happening. This is your life. And, yeah. This is yeah, this is my life and you know, um we'll get called out and um you know, be deemed the angry black man or be yeah. uh deemed angry, you know, for some reason. Mm-hmm. And I don't I for me I think that 
Um, when I've had conversations with people like that in the last couple of weeks where, you know, because I, I have had some conversations, some interesting and tough conversations with some colleagues, um, you know, distant family members, things like that um, in the last couple of weeks where that is a part of the conversation. Well, mm-hmm. you know, I just don't find that to be true. It doesn't matter whether you find that to be true. It's not your life we're talking about here. This is not your personal experience. This is exactly. true whether you recognize it to be true or not is not really the point at this point. No, but I think we have the same same yeah. feelings about it. I'm not open, but just to have the thought that I know that I know there would be some people who would devalue sure. some of the things that that I would say, and that's just the this is the fact of it. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. Um, you're not going to change everybody's mind. No, over, over that's not, not a there. reason to not do something. But that's not a reason exactly. Yeah. But I can say this too: that our show choir community. It, we are very supportive of each other. When I, um, I'm biased a little bit, but I'll tell you, Illinois is the best state for show choir. I was going to say, bit. you're not the only one who's ever told me that, though. I see it, too. Yeah. Yep. Illinois, like um, all other directors that are here, like I, I just I appreciate you and all um, friends that I have, um, like around the country that I've made um, since doing show choir. Mm-hmm. But um, there, there, there are so many advocates of um, all different races, um, you know, who want show show choir to be a safe place for everyone Mm -hmm. people who i think i think maybe the switch some of us need to make and i say this as myself as well um is that it's not enough to not be actively being part of the problem it's not enough to be a judge who is not like i myself as a judge when you talked about the whole like stylizing of vocals like that's a soapbox i yell from all the time like that makes me crazy so it's not enough for me to just be someone over here who's not judging in that way i need to say that like we need to talk about that in the judges meeting before the panel i need to make that i i need to step up and stand on the box in those uncomfortable situations as well and just say can we have a conversation, guys, about the fact that we don't, you know, that kind of stuff? Because complicity mm-hmm. is, compl- being complicit is just as much a part of the problem right it's now. Agreeing to the, yeah, you're agreeing to, yeah. to the problem that's going on. Yeah. And it's just listening to, and if some somebody of color or anybody comes up and telling you, hey, this is how I'm feeling. That mm-hmm. some we, we need to listen. Like, that we need to listen to each other and be able to have the tough conversations. There are, I'm pretty sure there's going to be conversations. Well, already from um, from COVID, um, there's going to be tough conversations to be had because we still don't know, yeah. you know, what the season holds for us. But on top of that, we, we have um, these issues that that really need to be addressed within our um, show choir community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if it takes a tough conversation, guess what? Mm-hmm. We're going to work through it. We're going to talk about it. Right. And we're going to at least know how we feel instead of going around and not stirring the pot. Yes, that is correct. That because we stirred the pot a little bit today, and I don't think that was a bad thing, right? (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. We have to engage in these types of conversations. We have to um, have have a tough dialogue if need be. Mm -hmm. And that's that's something I want. I really want to make sure I hope people get out of listening to you and I chat today. Is that like, is it a comfortable conversation always? No. Is it necessary? Yes. And so, like, don't be afraid to have an awkward or tough conversation just because you're nervous or just because you're concerned about, like, what you were saying, what people will think, you know, of your opinion and whether that will, you know, devalue something. Like, we got to get out of our headspace about that and and not be afraid to do this because also we need to model that behavior for our students. Yes, we do. Because they're watching. (laughs) They are watching. (laughs) 
and we have a good chance right now for them to, you know, just like I think every generation tries to make things a little different and hopefully a little better than what they grew up in. And I and I think the younger gen, I'll say um, I have like um, little god nieces and nephews mm-hmm. who are out there mm-hmm. and like that generation of kids, they are they're just so accepting. They're just so loving. Yeah. Um, my little god niece came to a um, competition that we we're at mm-hmm. and she saw a group and what she's eight years old yeah. and she and she's and she's Caucasian. Um, and she says, well, Uncle Eric, this group is very diverse, being sarcastic, you know, being <laughs> like small children. They're children aware. are noticing things. Yeah, they're aware of they're aware of these things. Yeah. And like a child can only do what they're taught unless you know mm-hmm. unless something else is introduced into that. Mm-hmm. So let's introduce um acceptance. Let's introduce equality. Yeah. To, uh, let's let's introduce um a, a new conversation about things. Let's not let's stop introducing, let's cover this up. Let's let's stop let's stop that. Let's introduce honesty into conversations. Let's let's start doing that. I, there's no way you or I is going to top what you just said. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to leave it right there. We're going to leave it right there. Stir it. Okay. So with that in mind then, so I want to ask you then about the other stuff that we were talking about with, uh, first of all, I didn't know about the sewing. So you're going to have to elaborate on the sewing for me. Um, so do yeah. that before I forget. Tell me about Tell me about you and sewing, because also I'm a sewing nerd myself. So I want to have this conversation. <laughs> As we know, um, I, I I love Project One Right. Mm. I am obsessed with it. Yes, um, make it work. I've, 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 my choreographer, Stephen, we grew up together, um, went to high school, went to college. He lives in New York, and I go to New York to plan our shows, um, and we just talk and mm-hmm. um, hang out in the city, watch shows. Yeah. And we went to the mood one time to look for fabric. And I'm Swatch. I see Swatch the dog. Yes. And I'm petting him. I said, oh, my God. Like, I'm, I'm already, like, fangirling. I have done that. Swatch. I know exactly what you yeah. mean. Like, they yeah. must just think we're all crazy people. You walk in the door, you're like, yeah. it's Swatch in person. <laughs> he's so dog person. Swatch, and, and he's, like, trying to hump my leg. And I'm like, oh, no, Swatch. And I look up. And guess who's there? Like, Tim Gunn. No. Is, yes, yeah. So, so long I'm story short, freaking like, out. I, I, I was, and he's just laughing, like kind of, you know, not laughing, but <laughs> like as he would yeah. do. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, can we have a picture? But to say that I love Project Runway yes. and I watched it and watched it, I was like, I can do that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've already, I already had a, like a background of wanting to do interior design so I could I did reupholster, upholstered furniture and did things like that. Yeah. I started show choir. Um, I was like, this is a lot of work for costuming yeah. and it needs to be done and there's not enough moms sometimes who can help. And so um, I bought a sewing machine, taught myself how to sew. Uh, yeah. Taught I love that. So I, I, especially with men's stuff, I hem um, and take in all of our men's jackets, all of our men's uh, pants. I can um, do, do minor work on our girls' dresses, just nice. things. But if they're custom pieces, um, shout out to Miss Gail um, and Marina um, and Decatur who makes us just love it, who makes us look so wonderful. But for, for like non-custom pieces, like we um, handle most of the workload in-house. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I've always said I wanted to host a, um, just a short little tutorial on like sewing tips called Do Re Mi Fa So. And, uh, <laughs> Shut up yes. right now. You have to do that, that. That's what yeah. you need to do during the rest of this socially distant quarantining is I expect that to be on YouTube by the time that's school right. year because starts. 
because people will go on stage and like you know there's a hem like loose hems and things like that like please don't take the dresses out of the box and put them on your kids and put up send them to stage yeah. like there's things that can be done we know it, it costs money but there's small little tips easy and, things and, yes easy things that you can do um safety pins are sometimes your friends um but not for girls under their arms and <laughs> things because like that. blood yeah <laughs> yeah but um but just small things you can you can um, learn to do. And that's what I've kind of, um, that we've kind of done in Decatur on things that we need to do in-house. Um, we, we sit down and we, and we figured it out. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I'm, I'm so glad to hear you saying that too, because I feel like I'm always in the minority now when somebody says, can you who can sew? Like anyone under the age of like 45 who can sew now is such a weird anomaly. Like, cause right. it's just, it's right. like a dying art in some it ways. Is. It's like me playing organ. You expect some old, old lady yes. playing play organ at church, but I, that's a, it's a lost now, art. Do you play a pipe organ? I can do that. And I'll, I'll specialize really in like a, a Hammond draw bar, bar yeah, organ, yeah. Um, like the B3. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, kind of a beast. Literally, <laughs> literally, this is me fangirling about that. Because that is a skill set, like we're saying, that's like a dying art, but is so intense. Like I was in ninth grade and was, it was made to, um, the church didn't have an organist. Yep. And I've taken. I took, I took piano lessons for years and my mom is like, he can do it. Yeah. So I, it was like with no pay or anything. Like, I was, okay, you're the head of, oh my God. You're, you're doing music now. Well, yeah. Cause not only when you're, when you're doing keyboards, it's not like you're just playing them. You're often the leader of the pit situation in that moment. Yeah. I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. Most black churches, um, organ, um, drums. And you, if, you, if you're lucky, you have a bass player or a guitar player, but you're, you're, you're having to, to create it all you're filling yeah. in you're filling all of that sound yeah. exactly mm-hmm. exactly you're like a one-man band almost except for the it, it is yeah. yeah that's a whole other thing okay so sewing that's that was a new surprise for me and that was fun one thank you for sharing that with us and definitely we will look forward to do re mi fa so so yes and we're doing a hand <laughs> motion that you guys can't see but it's that's you'll see it on the youtube video okay um the uh, one of the other questions i have for you specifically is about vocal styling and like maybe tone quality might be a good way to say it as well i feel like when i listen to your kids perform when i listen to your groups um it's what i want the songs to sound like i think you do such a good job of marrying the correct sound with the correct style like i never listen to one of your group's numbers and go, ooh, that doesn't match, like stylistically inappropriate, friends. So what is it that you're listening for specifically or that maybe you're doing specifically? Can you give us any tips about that? We, well, we're, we're sitting down and we're listening. Well, first of all, you have to follow the rules of the genre that you're in. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And, maybe and, say that again louder for the people in the back. Right. <laughs> you follow the rules of the genre yes. that, you, that you're thinking. Rules. Yes. You, you're, you're doing that. But let me tell you that. You're still. I'm not saying you're. You're not. You're not shaping vowels because there. There are ways to shape vowels and to um, add textures mm-hmm. that's um, you know cohesive to that genre of music and to that style, particular mm-hmm. style. Because you're not going to put a hard consonant saw on every on, like. Oh, oh but like, people why? do on every single like. Oh my gee! Like take it out of like. <laughs> No one needs that many exploding T's in the middle of a word uh-huh. or a phrase. Thank you, friend. I'm like hauling oats. I can't go for that. <laughs> <laughs> no can do. It's, it's too much. It's too much. I can't go for that. Like That's how I'm going to be stuck in my head every all day. Time, every time. Um, you, and you can't anticipate 
I can't, when I listen to choirs, I can't anticipate. You can tell when a dance break is about to come up. Mm-hmm. It's a swell and it's a boom. Yes. Democrat, that, it's, it, that, I don't want to predict your show. Yeah. I don't want to predict your show. Or I don't want to predict what vocals you're going to have through the same thing. Because that's not, that's truly not um, checking the boxes of the score sheet. Mm-hmm. If, if we're really looking at it. It's not checking the boxes of the score sheet. Right. And when people also put them in strange places just to have them there like literally just to, ha- to just check right the box. right just out of nowhere yeah. um but but you're not you're not you're doing a disservice to your kids mm-hmm. um by not teaching them that because some of the because there are some kids who want to go into music education or who want to go into music because there's a lot of kids now who want to go in like production there's yeah. so many sides of music um performance um when we see kids who want to be um well show choir directors where you have to be a core director right uh, <laughs> go through that so you you have to teach them or if you don't have that resource or knowledge like there are so many we we do everything else and bring every other clinician in and bring everybody else in so why not bring somebody in to to help you with with styling and things like that and so it's accurate i think that people get scared off to bring in someone like that because and i this is me being like super judgmental here so i mean maybe people don't feel this way but this is my assumption because I will see so often, like you're saying, we'll bring in someone to clean choreo and we'll bring in someone to do team building and we'll bring in somebody to Mm -hmm. work with the band. But when it comes to bringing in someone to work vocals, I think a lot of people think, right, but that's my job. And so like if you're doing that job and that's supposed to be a thing you have a degree in and that you should feel uh, comfortable with, right? I think there might be sometimes some shame associated with that um, of, of maybe not knowing the right thing to do and and you're embarrassed about it. Sometimes I think there's arrogance associated with it, thinking they're doing the right thing as you and I were saying earlier. Um, But yeah, I think it's getting more prevalent that people are bringing in clinicians to work that. We, as educators, we make a, a oath too of to, to be lifelong learners yes. and to every day do do things like we understand that going to a seminar on, um, you know, this type of music um, and you taking a you know a crash course on that yeah. that's not gonna gonna cut you know yeah cut into really the the deeper um, the deeper fiber of of what that um, particular style is like because like take. R&B gospel, for, for instance. Um, now, you can't, I don't care what anybody says, you can't tell me I've been black since 1985. <laughs> <laughs> and growing up in the church, and I've, and I've been the musician and um, you win, you know. <laughs> of somebody's church since I was in ninth grade until right. now. Like I, I, like, I know this is what this is supposed to be like. Mm-hmm. And to hear things on judges' tapes or different styles, you know, we just, we do it for... Again, like I said earlier, we do it for choreography. Yeah. Why? Why? Why do we turn just a just a deaf ear, literally, yes. on, on when it comes to vocals? And I think you you kind of hit on it earlier at the beginning when we were talking about this with the whole, you know, you listen to the original source material first. Yes, like, yes, yes, if yes. You're not listening to the source material. First of all, why are you not doing that? That seems nuts to me. But um, you have to listen for the the small like details inside of the source material that make it what it is. Um, mm-hmm. Because whoever wrote and originally performed that was doing it that way for a reason. For a reason, and that's a shout out there to Rangers too. Oh, uh, true. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's, I mean, a good one. We'll we'll pull out those tiny little pieces and make it just. Mm-hmm. It will elevate the original 
to something it's that's even ah oh, that you're like oh that's even more like i think of um for example we're talking about like gospel right so i think about um probably the first like gospel show choir number i ever saw done um in person was uh wabonzi in oh maybe 2011 i think it was um but um was it the I want it all back? I know you're going to say it. No, no. It's, I'm actually thinking it could have been me, I think, is the one I'm thinking of. Oh. Uh, which I could do the full, like, choreo turns with and everything. But, like, it's um, just the way that it's arranged. It comes from um, Simple Gifts is the opening number of that show. And then it goes into that, which is, like, Simple Gifts is, like, traditional Quaker. And it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And they've got all these, like you know, flowy arms and all this and this beautiful tone, which they always sing so well anyway. And it just flips and in the best way because it takes that style and it pulls that out and it's like in this Kirk Franklin all of a sudden, you know, and it's such a cool moment because that was so well arranged. And and that's the point where a judge has to be able to say, okay, let me take this hat off. Let me take the, you know, I have my hats here and I have my ears and I have and I know what I'm looking for for this and you, you have to go with it. You have to you have to um, score accordingly. You have to change change yeah. with them. And if you're in doubt, I think as a judge, if you're not sure if they're doing the correct thing stylistically, that is that means that you're not being exposed to enough, probably. Mm-hmm. And that's an important part of our job as judges. It is. Is knowing enough about all the different genres to be able to effectively judge them vocally. Yeah, because you can't phone a friend or poll the audience right. get a 50 at that time, you know. <laughs> call your buddy and be like, does this sound normal? Here, listen, I'll yeah. hold the phone up. No, you point. can't do that. Like, you've got to just, you've got to know. And so we're not saying you have to be a perfect, like, doctoral level dissertation expert on everything but you gotta know a little you can't just you know go well it doesn't sound like Bach so you know (laughs) I'm out no that's not what it's supposed to sound like not at all oh absolutely and again I think that you do such a great job of that um with them that I've seen in the last few years and again I've only seen in the last couple years when I was up in the uh, midwest with y'all but um what are some things because you have a unique situation since you guys are not attached to one school specifically yes there's not uh, wow. many groups like that in the country i think for there's sure it beat in bloomington only but... other groups i can think of yeah beat in bloomington um you know the new peoria uh illinois group i think that i did not know all that. okay they're, they're kind of like that too i think okay also um so we're kind of unique in situation where we well one we have a disadvantage of not having you know everybody meeting you know in a regular class time sure you know, do that. um and so you have all the extracurricular other extracurricular activities that kids are involved in um and we meet on tuesday thursdays okay. um from six to nine so we have six hours of rehearsal a week to try to get this together and that six hours too like because i I play, you know, piano with combo, so I'm like splitting my time right. with combo who's there. I'm splitting my time with with vocals trying to help clean, yeah. um, and we have to we have to fit costumes when we do that time. We have to, you know, um, if there's we we have our own building and we have to have time to clean our building, do oh, things like yeah. But that's nice that you have your own space. We have our own facility, um, like our our board and booster club mm-hmm. are just you know awesome. Just making sure our kids, you know have what you know have what we have and we're just so lucky to have what we have and we we really appreciate everything that everything that we do have because it we work we really work hard for what we have here now has elite energy always been that kind of group 
No, no. You know, um, historically, it started off at Eisenhower High School. Right. And uh, that's maybe the thing yeah. that people remember, because you remember the yeah, yeah. E's, the Eisenhower yeah. Elite <laughs> Energy. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> so when did it change over? About eight years back. Uh-huh. Um, you know, we have we had two major schools um, in Decatur Public Schools, uh, two major high schools, Eisenhower and also MacArthur. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the kids at other school, you know, wanted wanted to participate and they're in the same district so why not it kind of yeah. opened up and um years later and when i came along i said well we're part of making county and we have our own facility now yeah. so we're, we're just opening up countywide if your school doesn't have a competitive show choir union the greater decatur area that was going to be my question is is there a stipulation yeah. to yes. that okay because there are yeah. other schools yeah. in, in that area yeah. that have show we choir, have obviously. like yeah, because Mount Zion, uh, <laughs> some just people right, have heard of them. Yeah, right next door. <laughs> yeah, Sullivan is down the road. Yeah. Linwood is right down the road. Yeah, so we have a. There are so many show choirs like within a fifty mile radius mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right here, and that which is amazing. Yeah, that is a really neat thing about where you are, because it's not like you guys are like in a major metropolitan area like Chicago or mm-hmm. St. Louis. And so it's it's more of a if you're if you're not familiar with the area that he's talking about, it's it's kind of a rural area. But you do have a bigger city seat in um, Springfield. Springfield you know, is the bigger city. I'm yeah, thinking of. yeah. Uh, the, so you've got a little bit of a bigger city kind of nearish. Um, but mm-hmm. anyway, Springfield but is still not. Yeah. Yeah, it's still not a major metropolitan area quite like, you know, again, Chicago or St. Louis is. So it's so neat to see all of those schools that are that are smaller having these opportunities. What is the like, what's the size of the high school? Like, say, for example, Eisenhower, like what was the size of the school? That's a good question, because I know now it's a little um, I want to say about 1100, 1200 students, maybe. So that's a little yeah. bit more than I was thinking. But yeah, I mean, there's still yeah. not giant schools that these giant groups are coming from, you know, Mount Zion. And, and I was, I'm always surprised by that when I learned that. It's actually, that's one of my favorite things about show choir. When, when you find out that like the school itself is, you know, is a small town school and you're looking at these kids and there's 50 of them and they're amazing. Like, oh, that's just my heart. I just, I love so much about that. And so I like, and that, and that speaks so volumes for the community, you yeah. know, the community we serve, um, people are invested in it and it's a culture yeah the years i taught in mitchell was like some of the most supported i ever felt by booster organizations i mean i loved my texas parents but like there's something about the fact that it's ingrained in the culture of not just the school not just the group but like the town the community the nearby Mm -hmm. area that's really special um and that's hard to replicate i think in larger uh, metropolitan areas as, as someone who's taught in both. I think that that's a unique thing that you have there. What would you say though, maybe being a 501c3, maybe are there some challenges that we're not thinking of or that you haven't shared yet that are, if you're somebody there looking to do that? Um, because you have to think any penny, um, I mean, any cent, I'm talking about a half a cent that we, <laughs> we raise, right. that we raise, we have to do ourselves. And so you, you think about there's no school backing us. Right. Um, there's no budget coming from anybody else. Right. So um, which does happen in schools too. I mean, there are but, certain but programs that happens. Sponsored. Yeah, yeah, really does. Um, but um, you got to think about it. We're we're paying for um, directors. We're paying for staff. Yeah. We're paying for costuming, licenses. You know, all the that um, the facilities at the building. We're paying for all the, all those things. So totally. It's, 
And then I guess the other part of that is with your students themselves, since they don't all go to school together, this is the only way they know each other is through this group, I would assume. No, 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 no. They, 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 um, they know each other outside of, um, well, some of them have come to, you know, know each other through that. Well, sure. But um, Decatur is a small community. There's, and um, I'll say this about Decatur too. There's a lot of um, areas for community theater that a lot of the kids uh, take part in. Yep. They, okay. they know about. Um, I'll, I'll say this. Um, I lived in taught in Memphis for six years before I came to um, Decatur. Yeah. And Memphis is a big music city. Um, yeah. And I've seen so I've seen so much talent. I've never seen so much talent in one area. And I'm talking about Decatur. That's never so seen cool. So much I love that. Yeah. That makes me so happy to hear that. And and also that is good for you in the sense that you're not having to build their relationships literally from the ground up with each other. Like if, if they have some familiarity exactly. with each other, that's certainly that that's I, I guess I'm trying to say that's the benefit of them all going to school together, I think, when you have that kind of a group is that right, right. you're not having to Yeah. But on some other levels you're not having to break down, you know, the fact that Susie and Sally have known each other since kindergarten and have a you know few right. since the seventh grade. So I guess that's good. <laughs> Right, somebody took a turn on the swings that they weren't supposed to. Exactly, exactly. And have you ever had any sort of instances um, where you guys have had any problems competing because you're not just from one school? Have you ever run into any regulations at competitions or anything like that? No, we we haven't um, at all, which um, any... Anytime at the uh, field, if I, you know, I I read through my my, um, handbook, I'm can ask anybody it's like I'm re- it says this here it yeah. says this here um but i'll read through it if i if i have any questions i'll ask the director and yeah. you know nine times out of ten it's like you know you, you know there you know this we don't have a problem we're not putting um college kids on stage or doing anything like that you know right so, you're not you're not breaking the yeah. cardinal rule of the number of adults in the pit or whatever <laughs> right but you did say that you play for you you were playing I, in your pit I play, right i've always yeah i've always played piano um for for our combo um instead of directing i said well i feel my talents can be used more here than um and i just get nervous i said i need to control this yeah, I mean, you have something I to do to, to fill your nerves too yeah. right and you're I like controlling control this. Yeah. yes i totally get that I, yes. I mean i don't play well enough to do that probably confidently for any of my groups like i i cheat really well like we were talking about chords earlier like i'm i'm a great hack at like I can see the chord structure I can play my way through it and fake my way through it but um but I always wished that I could be the drummer like I wish I had that skill set I think my friends who are the drummers and as well as the director I'm like okay that's just super cool (laughs) I love it I love it I love it the heartbeat of your group but what you're doing is so similar in that way because I know I mean like I have in this in the watching of you guys perform like i know you're back there driving it like you drive that train that way because you know you're playing percussively anyway with the keys to to help do that when you're conducting with your head basically and the way you're playing and we just have we've always looked up to have just great musicians in our combo like i said um, i was looking to find um because previously there were um adult combo members which nothing wrong with that and i said well i want to you know if i can find some kids let's you know let's find some kids um went to a church service when looking for a church to attend while in decatur and found some amazing kids and you you just tell them a couple things and and we're rolling with it and we're playing i hate how people put down sometimes i think traditional musicians in any way Uh, sometimes you can feel looked down on 
because of the playing by ear thing. I don't know oh, yeah. where that gets a bad rap. I think that's such an interesting um, thing because it's like, well, that's equally as challenging in some ways. It, I it mean, is. It is. It think is. about how many people we know who are just play what's on the page. Like they can mm-hmm. only play what's on the page. And that's great. And that's an amazing skill set. But like if you can also play by ear a little bit, like that's still a valid, it's, useful skill set. <laughs> It's a skill set that um, I think a lot of people take for take for granted. Yes, that, or, yes. Um, and, it, and it helps you. Like I said, it helped me so much, you know, to be able to have that oral skill set and to have, you know, that traditional skill set when going to college because mm-hmm. we're, we're just flying. I'm just, okay, I'm ready for the next thing. I'm ready for the next thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oral skills, like, saved me in college because I was not great at the written part. And so <laughs> I was very <laughs> grateful for my ear during those years in college where I could go, oh, this is no problem. That's this. This is it is and eventually i had a college professor who was like you can just come to take the quizzes like that first semester i was like yes because i needed every second i could to study written theory because i was like this is this is not my jam friends (laughs) side note i recommend anybody any student who wants to go to music education or any type of music um get you a hymnal and sit down at the piano get you get a hymnal and sit down plunk out those chord structures and and i'm telling you when when i learned to read guitar chords to fake piano was life changing for me like it's such a great skill to have and it's not that difficult it's more about like you said the chord structures and knowing your scales Mm -hmm. and if you know the one three five of, of whatever key you're in like you can pretty much fake your way around anything most of the time in especially pop music and a lot of what we're doing in show choir of course yeah. would... and there's a lot of great gigs um yeah. that people would get I'm about in the in, in you know in the professional industry where people are re- reading like the nashville court system yeah. and things like that but those are what people rely on the gig exactly and so yeah. you can you can be more marketable as, as mm-hmm. a gigging musician, for sure, I think, um, if that's a skill set you also possess. But I again, I think there's a lot of this notion of you'll get kids who learn to play piano through guitar chords because they played guitar first or whatever, but maybe they don't read piano music as well. And we, we look down on that. And that's such a strange, like, I, that those are the sort of things that just kind of make me crazy about music sometimes, where we get really snooty yeah. about how important we think we are about things. It's just another skill set within yeah. the realm of music. Yeah. And well, so let's just celebrate that. <laughs> exactly. And if you've got a student who doesn't play piano yet, you don't tell them that they will not be a good music major because they don't play piano. Like, a um, 100% heard a choir director say that to a child. And I'm like, well, that's just terrible advice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not, a, that's not the, uh, the Miss America, Mr. America um educator answer no no it's not you're right you say something other than that you say something more uplifting and more and more helpful than that because you just don't know they may get to piano one in college and just thrive just because they've not had the experience yet like or offer them lessons or yeah like like help like add a solution to the problem oh that's just really the bottom line of pretty much everything right now is can we add a solution to the problem we're talking about that would be that would be great, kids. <laughs> Hashtag post up. Yes, exactly. Post up, guys. That's what post up means in case you weren't sure. <laughs> Find a solution to the problem. I feel like I say that to my students a lot where it's like, don't come to me with like five problems. Like, come to me with five problems, but come to me with like five solutions you think might work also. Like, let's give some stuff a shot, right? Um, and I do think Shokara does a good job of kind of helping kids see that mentality um, because we do have to troubleshoot so often. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think um, that's where it comes with, with um, you know, great great student leadership. Because I, I know for my group, yeah. I have some amazing, you know, over the years have amazing student leaders. And I'm pretty sure a lot of um, directors um, could say that, you know, that those student leaders, um, giving them the chance and the opportunity to thrive and to um, become, you know, uh, a leader yeah. within their own, um, you know, within their own peers, that's what's, that's what's going to help you know, us in the, in the, in the long run yeah. to you know, better serve ourselves and better serve our kids. It's those soft skills that transcend mm-hmm. just, just music or anything else that we need to be responsible for teaching. And frankly, that's something I'm almost really, I don't want to say excited, but weirdly excited about for this coming year is that with the uncertainty of like, will we be able to sing? What will it look like when we sing? How will the choir work? You know, all of that. I'm so excited to get the opportunity to work in those other metrics, you know, and do more with leadership and do more with, um, you know, emotional connection to the music and do more with, honestly, sight reading. You can do a lot with that for them. You know, those are important skills that I think we often neglect in show choir. Um, or we yeah, do it in a, getting the show ready. Yeah. Ready. Or we yeah. put it all in one day. <laughs> or we put it all in one yeah, week. Yeah. Like this is the week we worked on yeah. blank, you know. And so I think this will be good for us as a community to have to kind of reevaluate maybe the way that we're structuring our years and the way we're focusing mm-hmm. on different elements. I think that'll be a good thing. Um, how does that affect you guys as far as since you're not affiliated with the district necessarily? Um, do you have, do you abide by their schedule? Do you, will that affect you in that way where if the school says, well, so we're not doing this, will you be able to kind of say, well, we're going to do our own thing? Well, we're, first of all, we're going to follow, we're going to, um, you know, stay, um, keep everyone safe and follow any, you know, CDC guidelines sure. or any guidelines man- mandated by the state. Um, we're, we're just hopefully um, looking, just sitting and waiting just like anybody yeah. else and um, seeing, okay, what can we realistically do? We've had some, um, couple of fun, we had, a, you know, our virtual show choir competition. So we lost yes. our competition this year yes. and um, which is, that we hosted Milliken and we had a virtual comp that we did that turned out really well. Um, and we're looking right now um, in the parking lot of our studio that we have a big parking lot. We've, um, we have a big 24 foot movie screen and we're um, in the talks of talking to the city of having a drive-in movie, like Cute. movie nights. Yeah, I so love can, that. Everybody will stay in their cars yep. and you tune into, um, you know, uh, a set radio station and the movie is um, being amplified through there and we'll have um, people going around with, you know, movie snacks oh, with yeah. masks and, and, you know, coming into the car and selling them and selling concessions. Just trying to think of creative ways and just family fun, but safe things to do. Um, right. So, so our kids are getting together. Our community um, is getting um, together and um, really trying to, keep the ball rolling through tough times. Yeah, because this is, I mean, like you said, you can't predict what's going to be. We're just waiting like everybody else at this point and hoping that it will look sort of like, you know, a normal year in some way. But yeah, safety. Thank you for saying that. I mean, safety has got to be the number one. Wouldn't you feel terrible if your ensemble was the reason for an outbreak, let's say, in your neighborhood. I mean, are you, like, when I think of it that way, it's a no-brainer. We'll do whatever we need to do. Um, But I think there's some mass hysteria in in parts of choir world around, what if we can't sing the way we did? Like, it'll be, it'll be okay, guys. (laughs) It'll be, yeah, it'll be okay. Um, Because, again, we have to think about the safety of our kids and ourselves, because if, if something happens, like, something bigger happens, you know, because we're not, 
you know, practicing um, safety precautions, like what was it worth it? Was it, yeah. you know, just to, to put a, okay, we got to get this fall show on this, on the stage. For we what have to, reason? We, yeah, exactly. For what, yeah, we, we have to, we have to get it. We have, the opening, the preview concert for the year, you know, you, we just um, wait and follow, follow guidelines and um, until, we plan, of course, I guess, like we said, plan, yeah. make plans. And you should. But, um, Everyone needs yeah. to do that. Yeah. Plan it. Because if it comes to November and everything's going to be on track as normal, you can't then go, hey, Gail, I need 48 dresses. <laughs> yeah. for Gail will be like, girl, those come from China. You're not getting them until May. <laughs> so five questions everybody gets. This is the first one. Okay. What okay. is your favorite form of entertainment? Like when you're not doing show choir stuff, when you're not like, what is your favorite like movies, live shows, um, listening to music, listening to podcasts? What's your favorite thing? Give me RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> RuPaul's, give me Drag Race to watch, and I'm a happy camper. Like the season just finished, and all stars is just on. End? Yeah, yeah, and and there's a new show on HBO Max that legendary this yes. is about voguing and put, it's amazing it's amazing uh, we Give haven't started watching it yet but i want to watch that one that looks Please. so yeah. good that looks so good okay uh, i there is so much truth to that my heart just that makes me want to sing about it maybe <laughs> at maybe at sca teacher sca virtual this year we need to have a watch party for all-stars one of yes ones. yes okay yes. you can organize that that's your job now <laughs> <laughs> okay, favorite show choir show you've ever seen? You can't have had to have anything to do with it yourself, but that you've watched as not Seen in matter. person? Favorite show choir person. show. Oh, it can be on video. Um, that's okay if it was not in person. I have two. Is it okay? Yeah, that's um, totally fine. I've, the one that I've seen a video of this year, it well, I guess it's a certain number, Carmel mm-hmm. Ambassadors. Their can-can number, hey, Calbar. Oh, my yes. goodness. Goodness, like that. That number itself was crazy. Um, and just overall show that I've seen in person, I would say the Center Grows 2018, I think it was maybe, their um, Shakespeare show, you know. Yes. And I think that, I think that is that, I think that is 2018. I watched them in a live stream and I'm like, how are these kids doing what they're doing right now? It just kept going, going, yeah. going. I was like, oh my God. It was what you yeah. wanted that number to be. Okay. You're watching it going, yes, exactly. we achieved exactly what that number was supposed to be. <laughs> okay, the follow up question. I know, right? <laughs> and then just walked off the stage. A two minute and 30 second show where you just did everything you already needed to do and be like, bye, that's it. <laughs> okay, what is your favorite show you've ever worked on so that you've been a part of in some capacity? Either as a performer, as a director, or pit musician? I would say Elite Energy's 2017 show when we were to Nationals. It was Exodus. Oh, we did. I've yeah, seen it on video. Pro- I did not see it live, but I've seen it on video, and it is excellent. Yes. Kind of the revival, I guess, of Elite Energy, like when the glow up for us really started again. And when, when you know, Decatur was, you know, back on the scene as, you know. As that was it, kind of the time it, I felt yeah. like I started hearing about y'all again. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an excellent answer. And then I go through and I link what I what you talked about so people can watch it. So if you want to know what we're talking about, Eric and I, you can go into the description. You can click the link and you can watch them. Okay. Do you remember from your senior year, what your show choir show would have been. Do you remember any songs you did your senior year of high school? Ooh. Um, we're going back. I told you we had like handheld mics. But yep. by oh, my yeah. senior year, we got Britney Spears ready. So we had yes. like, yes. We had, those, we had those face mics. Oh my God. 
we did. I, I remember like that Elvis a little less conversation. Yes. Uh, what else do I remember? Oh my goodness. I remember, you know, that was when, um, you know, Hairspray was big, the movie. So oh, you can't stop yeah. the beat. Yes. Like that. Yeah. I graduated in 2004. I was going to say, that's right at that time. Yep. Yeah. Because I think that was 03, 04 when the movie came out, right? Yeah. And so that was, you know, stuff like that was real big. Oh, for sure. Okay. And you know what? Texas, a lot of Texas does what you're describing. That's a lot of um, show choirs in Texas, quote unquote, show choirs is 13, 14 kids. And most of them are face mics nowadays. Yes. And there is a lot of, a lot of step touching and spinning and like random choreography. Um, but, but yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. I can picture it very much in my head. Okay. And then this is the last one and you can tell us as much about this as you want or as little, but in 10 words or less, okay. can you describe your most embarrassing moment on stage? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and you can elaborate if you want, or you could just be like, yeah, here it is. That's it. <laughs> I was in a competition that I can, it's going to be more than 10 words. Sorry. I love it. I'm um, for it. It didn't happen. It was, ha- it happened right before stage. Okay. Uh, we were getting ready. Our group was next, so you know how you have those militant stage dads. You yep. can't walk on stage. That's right. You know, Stay behind the ready. Side. Yeah. <laughs> they're ready. They're ready for that. So I'm waiting, and um, I run to go check something, and I come back. I'm like, where are my kids? They were gone. <laughs> and I, where are my kids? Um, if, if if anybody knows me, I'm very militant in my rehearsal, yeah. and it's, it's nothing to hear a cuss word or two from me. Sorry, oh, guys. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it happens. So my kids are in a huddle. And I'm yelling. I'm like, what? What's going on? And they're just yelling, you know, at them. And they disperse from the huddle. And in the middle of the huddle was Dave Fair. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so he's like, never mind. As you were. As you were. <laughs> like, as you were. So he's just talking to the kids, you know, giving some encouragement, you know, and just, you know, um, just saying hi and just introducing himself, you know, because he, you know, worked in Sullivan for so long and just saying, well, you know, so he. And so you're the just kids, screaming at him in front of Dave yeah, Fair. I'm just screaming. <laughs> and. And they just open up and in the middle of the circle is Dave Fair. It's like, oh, goodness. Yeah. You're like, I'm going to go now, guys. Have a nice day. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> That's it for me, Eric. So that, so that was a little embarrassing but funny at the same time. Yeah, like, I was going to say, but now it's something you can laugh at for sure. Yeah. I think that's most of our embarrassing moments when people tell me it's like, right, now you're okay with it. But in that moment, you're like, this is all I'll remember yeah. from today. <laughs> like, do you even remember the comp or anything else about that? That's probably all you remember from that day now. And I just remember the kids' faces when they turn around and they're like, oh, they're like please stop big eyes. Like, stop it, sir. Stop it. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Well, I'm so hopeful that I will maybe get to see your kids or, well, you too, obviously, but your kids and you live this year. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen in 2021. I'm just kind of like, I don't know. What do you think? Are we going to Are we gonna have a season out of it? Are we going to be? You know what? We have to plan, have a calendar put, have a plan in place. If things are kind of etched off, you know, we just go from there and we just take it one day at a time because yes, God is in control of all of this. Yes. And we have to trust and believe. Yep. Because that's really all we can do at this point. <laughs> yep. All we can do. And stay healthy and stay safe and stay woke. Yes. And, and post up. <laughs> post up. That is what this episode is going to be called. And the post up episode. Well, I just, I can't thank you enough. And you, I mean, for so many reasons, like I said, or somebody I was looking forward to chatting with, because I love what you do with those kids. And I love what you do with that program. Um, and I've so enjoyed the shows you've been putting on the last few years. But this, I, I'm so glad that this gave us an extra opportunity to have an even more in-depth conversation about some things that I think need to be talked about more often, especially in show choir universe. So um, yeah, like, thank you. Thank you for doing this today oh no problem uh thank you so much for having me and hopefully we'll have some more conversations um in the future